Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and the 10 and 1 Golden State Warriors beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 123 to 110 in a really entertaining game where Andrew Wiggins actually looked like a max player for the first time that I've ever seen. He looks like he deserves $30 million. It was obviously a, a revenge game for Wiggins. He was 14 of 19, 3 of 6 from 3, 4 of 4 from the charity stripe, 4 boards, no assists, 2 steals, 35 points. That's an amazing stat line. That, I think, might be the best I've ever seen Andrew Wiggins play, at least in a Golden State Warriors uniform. If you've listened to this podcast at all, I have talked so much about Andrew Wiggins' lack of aggression. Everyone talks about Maple Jordan and Andrew Wiggins' athleticism. And I would always say like, hey, I, I've never really seen it, you know? Like I always figured maybe is he just saving himself? Is this his way of kind of making sure he doesn't get injured? He doesn't miss many games, so that's kind of how I wanted to look at it optimistically, that this is the way he plays in order to kind of play under control and not get hurt. But regardless of why he does it, I was really, really impressed. I don't think Warriors fans have seen this Andrew Wiggins before because he legit had two of the biggest monster dunks I've seen from anyone in a Warriors uniform in in years, you know? Again, maybe it's because Gary Payton the second has been throwing down massive dunks. Maybe he wants in on that. I don't know. But obviously, he had two massive throwdowns on Carl Anthony Towns. The first one just, you know, coming down the baseline. Yeah, he took off, man. He took off from, I believe, outside the key. And Carl Anthony Towns just kind of gave up. He kind of jumped and then just turtled up and curled up and let Wiggins throw it down. The second one at the end of the game, after Wiggins had a couple possessions earlier, nailed a clutch three-pointer in Cat's face. Jordan Poole missed a three-pointer, big rebound. Andrew Wiggins comes from the wing down the lane and (laughs) goes over Carl Anthony Downs and throws it down really massively, hangs on the rim, and showed some legit emotion. You know, he kind of flexed. He looked like he shouted. I think you could hear him on the broadcast, and that never happens, right? That was right in front of the Minnesota bench, and I'm sure that felt really, really good to him. I mean, it felt great for me as a Warriors fan. I was like, man, can we please get this more often? You know, luckily, the Warriors, they are a deeper team, as we all know, and we don't need Wiggins to be the second option like we needed him to be last year right now that's jordan Poole, you know but this aggression and the use of all of his physical tools is a huge asset if he can tap into this maybe once every three games once every five games i don't know that would be amazing warriors fans around the world would thank him i don't know i was just kind of dumbstruck I finished this game super late because I kept rewinding all of the massive dunks in this game by the Warriors. Gary Payton II had a few too. I'll get to that later. But Wiggins, man, if he can summon that just against his old team, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and his former teammate, I mean, 
can't you just bring that a little bit more? Maybe like 80% of that every night, just find that motivation within. This is kind of a revelation. I mean, but in a way it is frustrating too, right? Because if he can do this, why doesn't he do it on the regular? I get it. He has this personality, kind of quiet, kind of likes to blend in. And this offense doesn't need to feature him. But man, I'm sure they would feature him more if he did these things on on a regular basis. Hey, an optimist would say this could unlock the real Andrew Wiggins. But we shall see. I don't, I wouldn't put money on it. You know, because of his track record and the way he seems to like to blend in to this Warriors team and the way they basically need him to blend in, I guess. But man, that was a sight to behold. It was very surprising. I I thought that he would have a good game, but not a great game. Like I thought after he hit a few shots that, you know, maybe he would go cold, end up with like 20 points or something, quiet 20. And that's the thing. His points are usually really quiet. And this was the loudest game he's ever had on the Warriors. Some other things from this game. Gary Payton II, he threw down a couple, at least two, maybe three, massive dunks. It's just fun to watch him play. He gets everybody excited. I mean, there was that one break where Steph got the steal and Gary Payton was running. And the crowd, and even the Warriors bench, this was in the first quarter, first half sometime, the bench was anticipating it, you know, maybe it was second quarter, but you could hear like the crowd go, oh, <laughs> like before Steph even threw the alley-oop and the bench spazzed. It was, it was awesome. I'm glad this wasn't a letdown game for the Warriors after the Hawks game, before the Bulls game. They got off to a good start. And I would say that Wiggins helped it not be a letdown game because he was clearly more motivated than he's ever been. The one thing, though, is Draymond Green did get injured. He, I guess, had some kind of contusion, some knee contusion, banged knees with somebody. He came out of the game, never came back. And that's when the Wolves made the run. That's what made this a close game, a game closer than it should have been. It's interesting, right? Because we've seen this Warriors team without Klay Thompson. We know what that's like. He's been gone for two years. We've seen this team without Stephen Curry because he was gone for a year. But we've never seen this team without Draymond Green. And for people who think Draymond Green is overrated, just look at what happened to the Warriors when he was out. That heart and soul of the team was gone. Everybody was capable, but it kind of felt like that uh, engine in the middle of everything was out. You know, people were playing hard, but the guy that really, really like talks and orchestrates the defense and, and the offense was gone. And I'm guessing they'll sit him out of the Chicago game, the Bulls game coming up on Friday, because if he couldn't come back in this game, you know, they'll check it out. You got to take precautions, right? It's still November. This is going to be the 12th game of the season against the Bulls. And let's face facts, that in the grand scheme of things doesn't matter as much as having Draymond Green healthy the rest of the season, specifically the end of the season into the playoffs. At his age, with the kind of banging he takes, with what his body's been through over the last nine years, whatever, you don't want to take any chances. And hell, like it'll give 
the other guys on the team a chance to step up, right? In a way, there's somebody that can do a little bit of what Clay Thompson does, right? Especially now, they've taken a couple years and, you know, Jordan Poole can shoot, Damian Lee can shoot, Otto Porter Jr. can shoot. Not that that's all that Clay does, but like, you know, in terms of scoring, you have some guys who can do that. Steph, no one can do what he does, but if he had to sit a game, you just spread those shots around more. You know what I mean? Kind of rejigger your offense a little bit because you don't have Steph to be that gravitational force that bends everything to shreds. But, you know, you have guys who could shoot. Draymond, if he's out, you lose a ton of intangibles, if you know what I'm saying. It's like you lose the guy who is pushing, who is motivating. You have veterans. You have Steph. You have Andre Godala. You have Looney. But you don't have that guy who is, like, just intense nonstop. And you don't have this all-world defender who can still guard, more or less, all five positions. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see who steps up. Will it be Juan Toscano Anderson? Will they play Bielitsa more because Vucevic is going to be playing for the Bulls, so he's not quick afoot? It'll have to be a team effort, and at least they'll be able to prepare for this game as opposed to having Draymond in the game, then all of a sudden just having that energy just taken off the slate. The NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, and official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. A couple other things. Come on, Looney had a great game. Uh, I've gotten on Looney a little bit because of his lack of athleticism, but Carl Anthony Towns is the kind of guy he can play well against because Cat plays a lot in the post. He's not the quickest. He plays in a way that Looney can, with his savvy and his strength, can guard him a little bit more than some of these younger, quicker guys. Looney was 5 for 11, 17 boards, 11 points, plus 3. Not bad, not bad. James Wiseman <laughs> could have been pretty helpful in this game. And speaking of Wiseman, man, it's a good thing the Warriors didn't have the first pick and pass on Anthony Edwards or else people would be up in arms about passing on Edwards and LaMelo Ball. I wonder how James Wiseman felt watching Edwards, who I believe, like, you know, they're they're friends. I, I think Wiseman talked about that a little bit last year. But hopefully just gets his competitive juices going because kid dropped 48 points on 16 for 27, 7 for 13 from 3. You kidding me? 9 for 12 from the line, 5 boards, 5 assists, minus 3. That's not bad. That's not bad when you lose by 13. Good on Edwards, man. He is the guy that the scouts hoped he would be. You know, he's not disinterested. He works hard. He plays 
hard and his shot has come along. How about that? And lastly, this game, you know, like Minnesota people, they'll say they just wanted to get rid of Andrew Wiggins and they'll always say that they won the D'Angelo, Russell, Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga trade, but I I don't see it. D'Angelo Russell hit like four threes in a short span in the third quarter, but like outside of that, he wasn't doing too much. You know, once Draymond went out, once Jordan Poole started guarding him again, sorry, Jordan Poole, but Gary Payton II was doing a better job. He hit some shots. He had 18 points, four of 10 from three, seven for 15. But I'll take Andrew Wiggins and his fit on the Warriors, especially if he comes with Jonathan Kaminga, who, and I talked about this after the draft, we were all curious about what would happen with that Minnesota pick. The Minnesota pick, we're watching the Timberwolves games, we're watching them in the standings, we're watching their lottery balls, we're watching where their pick ends up, and we ended up with Jonathan Kaminga. And let's be honest, there's a really good chance Jonathan Kaminga is going to be the best player in that trade. D'Lo, he is what he is. Andrew Wiggins is what he is. Jonathan Kaminga, because he's an unknown entity, unknown quantity, he has a chance to surpass them both. And I think he can do it. But we shall see. That might take a while to determine for sure. Anyway, that's all I got for now. Usually I write down some notes, but I was just so energized, I guess, by Andrew Wiggins' game and how he finished that game that uh, I just kind of had to go with it. It's starting to feel like old times, isn't it? But excuse me for rambling if I did. Anyway, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would be awesome. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs. Go Dubs.